This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You're listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha on Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin. everybody I hope you're all well um, welcome welcome to my first episode for here I say in the youth zone thank you so much to um, Otago Access Radio for giving me this opportunity to be able to talk um, have a yarn about what matters to us um, as youth as ethnic people um, so yeah I have two lovely ladies today in the studio today so Iram and uh, Arena so I would like to um, give them the opportunity to introduce themselves and also to a little bit talk about their beautiful and amazing shows. So, would you like to start, Iram? Hi. Kira, everyone. So, my name is Iram and uh, I'm hosting a show which is called Being Women with Iram with ORFM. That is on 105.4 FM. And the sh- my show is basically all about what it means to be a woman in the 21st century. And it further digs deep into exploring fashion, food, womanhood, and career. A little bit about myself. I come from India, and um, we came to New Zealand in back in 2019. That was just before, a few days before the lockdown. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, we are here, and we are enjoying the environment, and yeah. Wow, like, that's great. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Arena? Yeah. Uh, hi, Renisha and Iram. Thank you, Renisha, for... Uh, letting me be on your show. You're you most welcome. You know? um, so my name is Arena. I'm the youth coordinator and uh, community connector here at Otago. Yes, I'm a boss. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have my um, own radio show and podcast called The Arenality. Yes. So I've always been passionate about multicultural women and their sense of belonging in New Zealand because that is something I struggled with. Um, so I came to New Zealand when I was 10. Uh, I grew up as a Kiwi at the same time living in a Malay household, so that that was very confusing for me. Uh, so the Arenality is about um, international multicultural women speaking about their cultural identities, belonging, and well-being in New Zealand. So wow, I'm really glad to be here today to talk about that with all of you yeah yeah and i think we will be a little bit exploring um those concepts when we talk about maybe mapping opinions um with the mosaic cards um so thank you ladies for sharing that beautiful ladies um let me just talk about this podcast series that's starting today oh actually um radio show as well um so it's kind of weird the way that i am doing it um so i hope people bear in mind and um you know let me never get my way around it so um this podcast is based on um aratai or his um, mosaic cards so what this mosaic cards um do is beautifully allows um conversation around social cohesion um let people have a yarn on it on based on the some of the questions that the mosaic cards asks so um there are three levels with the mosaic cards. One's personal, so talking about personal values and belief that makes up as a person, um, to interpersonal level, which is how those values and beliefs are interpreted when we talk to someone. Um, and if I put that into a question, that will look like, what is the line between funny and offensive? 
um, and then that integrates to our third level, which is the societal level of how this personal values and belief that we have had conversations to one-on-one with people have turned into stereotypes, um, and stereotypes can be good and bad at times. Um, so what I have gotten the ladies to do here today is given them a section or a level, let's say, um, and they will be choosing a random card um, out of the the number of mosaic cards in that level. Um, I do not know the question, so this is very exciting for me, and this will be exciting all the time whenever we do this, is um, I won't know which questions the ladies have picked up, and we'll have a big old yarn about the questions. I do want to acknowledge that our understanding and our personal skills and um, knowledge may not be up to that skill where we can, you know, talk about political and um, social justice issues um, and do enough justice to them. But I do want to mention that this is about being realistic and having a chat about issues that we should talk about um, and not be worried about seeing. Um, other people judge us, so please don't judge us. <laughs> um, so without further ado, I think it's just about on time for the next 15 minutes. We'll be exploring the three different cards, and if we finish a little bit earlier, we'll look into different cards as well. So um, I believe I gave the mapping opinion, the personal level, to Arena. So Arena, do you have a card for us? Yep, so I'll pick my card. Yep. Uh, okay, so this question is, how do you feel when people hear, when you hear people speaking another language? Mm, mm. Okay. Do I mention the... You can start with one of them, yeah. yeah. So the first question is, how do you appreciate or struggle with other accents? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with your opinion, maybe because you kind of resonated or connected to the question, that's why you chosen it? Yes, yes. So, um... Because I I grew up in Malaysia, knowing that you know English is a language that you we use yeah. commonly, yeah. yeah. Um, and I grew up with the privilege of knowing how to speak English, mm-hmm. and um, even going to like English classes. But there are parts of Malaysia where English isn't a place where uh, isn't a language that a lot of people have privilege to speak yeah. or learn. Yeah. And usually sometimes pe- people would think if you don't know English, that's like a a lower mm. IQ. Mm. Yeah. People who struggle with English might not know how to speak, like might have a lower IQ than people who do. Yeah. And I might have grown up with that, yeah. which is which. Like reflecting back, like how um, ignorant was I mm. growing up that way? Mm. But now I, I think I grew up. I, I also saw like a code. You know how those inspirational codes and stuff. Yeah. Suddenly stumble upon your. Yeah. Feed. Yeah. There was one about. Um, if English isn't your first language, that's probably because you know more than English. Yes. Like, you know, oh, other wow. Languages. Yeah. I love this good. Yeah. So yeah. when I thought about that, like, yeah, actually, just because you don't know English, you know mm-hmm. another beautiful language. You do, yeah. Yes. yes. So much more special than, like, yeah. knowing the common English language. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely changed how I view people who don't necessarily use English. Yeah. 
uh, I'm much more prouder yeah. at them now because I feel like they're really doing that for themselves and exploring their culture and being proud of it. Yeah. And it's fine that if they don't use English. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a lot to say to that, but I'm going to keep my thoughts to me. I'm going to let Iram speak before because this is the only opportunity, <laughs> I guess, for now that I have got on you guys. So, Iram, do you have anything yes. to say to that? Yes. So, what I would like to say is my situation is also almost the same as of Arena because mm. Arena comes from Malaysia and again, I mean, English is not the native language there and I come from India where mm. English is again uh, not the native language and we have uh, another uh, our, another home language. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, yes, I totally relate to Arena's experiences and uh, what she grew up with. The same thing I also faced and uh, English is considered to be, you know, people who know English, they are considered to be, you know, of a, uh, they have a high social status, yeah. ma- mostly in the, in the society. And they are regarded to be, oh, wow, they are the learned person sort of thing. And yeah. if you don't know English, then you are like, you know, you're not that of that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I would say like, until I was in India... So I had that feeling all the time in my head too. Yeah. It was only when I moved from India after I got married and we, I moved with my husband to other countries in the world that I started seeing in another perspective. Mm. And since I came to New Zealand, uh, I have a son who is like three years old and he's going to the daycare. Yeah. So he started having this problem of bilingual And he was not He was not speaking He was not conversing With his teachers So everybody was like You know I was very concerned That you know Whether he can speak or not I mean we reached To that level That we were going To see a doctor Or something Mm. And then he was Struggling between that thing Because we were speaking Our home language That is Hindi And English So So yeah Then I realized One thing That It's again What Arina said That It's not about we don't know English. It's about we know another beautiful language that is other than English. And, you know, we need to embrace that thing. And, and yeah, so this is, I mean, I would like to say that those people out there who don't have English as their first language, you don't need to feel low or depressed about that or sad about it. Just go ahead with your accent. Go you you can keep talking in English and that's how you learn it. That's that's how that's my message. Wow. Yeah. For the um listeners I would just like to re say the question so we're still up to date. So the question Arena asked or chose was how do we feel when you hear people speaking another language? Um please feel free to have a call at all with your own um Fano and friends. So um I'll just quickly touch on my opinion and then um we'll move to Iram's card. Um I have been bullied in high school because of um, having a, having an accent. Um, I was bullied for eight months, and during that eight month time, I was just like, "Oh my god, give me give me a break! Like this is not something I can correct myself, and I shouldn't need to correct now that I realize it." Um, but I struggle with a lot. Um, English, I'd say, is my third language. I speak mm. Fiji, Hindi, Hindi, and then English. Um, Engl- I speak Hindi quite well. It's because of the Bollywood movies that oh, I watch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was my third language, um, and I studied primary school in Fiji, and then I did my high school in um, New Zealand. Um, and yeah, I couldn't say words properly like eyebrows. I co- used to say eyebrows, not eyebrows, and mm. that's the reason why. Okay. 
I was made fun of apparently um, so for me it was a struggle and when I see people smile at me when I speak my language kind of makes me proud and appreciate myself um, at home it was a strict thing that we cannot speak um, English um, because it is a little bit disrespectful to our culture that you're using another language when you have your very own um, so with that said the only place I could practice and improve my English was um, high school and because of that I was I was kind of bullied um, but once I got out of that eight month and that's when I came across Shakti I realized a lot of stigma around having an accent was not necessarily because um, that we are not in, un, in, we are not intelligent you know again with the quote it's because we are intelligent in another language in another yes. you know in, an, in another tongue I'd say yes. um, so for me I'm proud of myself that I can speak three languages now yes. but at that time I was I was blaming myself more of like oh why isn't English my first language why can't I speak like the mainstream people do so yeah that was kind of my um experience which it it has made me appreciate whenever I hear someone else speaking in their language that oh at least they can do it with confidence um, I hope they're doing it with confidence um, because it's so much important to be able to be bilingual and I would appreciate my kids if they can be yes. bilingual in the future yeah. I think Renisha don't think about having kids right now <laughs> but you know what I mean right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add to this yeah, I like when you mentioned about accents yeah I remember when I was young I felt like oh my god why don't I have a Kiwi accent mm. why do I have this accent that's not a Kiwi accent yeah, yeah. which is like which is so appalling to think about now. Yeah. I don't have a Kiwi accent because I'm I have a Malay English speaking accent. Yes. Yeah. And that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. 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 That's and I think it makes you stand out as well. Yeah, and, exactly. And it should because mm. You're not someone who's part of the majority. You're you are different, the and that should exactly. be held with yeah. pride, I guess. Yeah. Pride. Um, so yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the next question that Iram has, and it's on the interpersonal level, um, which talks about conversation between two people. Um, so yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me pick up my card. So okay. So I have a question mm-hmm. for you, Renisha. Sure. So what is privilege? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I would ask, ask the sub-question yep. That is, how do you know if you are privileged? Oh, if I'm privileged yes. um, When I have better resource um, When I have better facilities than someone else yeah. um, That I have had shared a similar background with I like to say it like that Just because different people with different ethnicities Have their different own privilege But you recognize your own When you can look back and say those people that I used to grow up with are still there, but I'm here. Um, and that's how I recognize my privilege. Um, so, yeah, Arena, what's your thought? Yeah. My thought on privilege is if I, th- if I see how, like, how people should actually get the same resources, yeah. but mm-hmm. somehow I'm getting, um, I'm on a higher status than them, mm-hmm. and we got this we might not got, get the same resources. Yeah. Yes. That makes me question, like, where did it go wrong? Yeah. Like, was it something I did? Was it something that mm. um, 
was unfair in the society that made me be there when uh, other people are not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I think privilege. Yeah. 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 I think that's a very interesting way how you put yeah. it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, I yeah, I think um you would feel that you are privileged when you see somebody on the road they are like you know in winter in there's it it's cold cold and winter outside mm-hmm. and they are without sweater or without any warm clothes and you are having everything geared up so you see them on the road and they are like you know sitting just and then you feel that yes you are privileged mm-hmm. especially when i uh, look back in my country where i come from the background where i come from we have a lot of poverty there so so yes i feel myself to be very well privileged here uh but at the same time <laughs> if i see somebody you know like driving a nice car than me yeah then i'm like <laughs> oh, oh. God, <laughs> yeah i mean that that's what uh, so but but you know at the end of the day you have we are we are a bit mature like we are not school going kids yeah. so yeah we are a bit mature and then we then i try to you know convince myself that it's okay yeah uh, whatever you have you have to be satisfied with that and you should be happy for with that because yeah. there are people who are less privileged mm-hmm. than, than you mm-hmm. so so yeah this is how i come to know that i'm privileged yeah so, yeah so. wow that's interesting yeah. i think when you say someone driving a better car than you you <laughs> also do think about that there is different level of where they started yes um, exactly to you. everybody has a story yeah. and struggle um, behind yeah. it yeah i think exactly. i guess everyone would try Oh, well, I hope everyone tries their best to yes. be the best ver- version exactly. of themselves, um, yes. which leads them to different achievements. So I think when yeah. I when I look someone driving a better car than me, I go like, oh, wish I had that. But at the yeah. same time, I'm pretty sure they worked hard for it. Yes, that's what you come to know that when you know if you see somebody oh happy and you know everything, you 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 feel that you think that uh, okay, that person is you know fully contented or fully satisfied. Mm-mm. It's only when you come to know their story and when you when you talk to that person, you are like. Oh, this is the struggle which yeah. he or she has gone through. Yeah. So that is how you she I mean, this is where she is today. Yeah. And maybe I could be here as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day, inshallah. Yeah. Yes. Um another question, like I'm I'm doing your job now. <laughs> but I really like how um the second question, the second sub question under what is privileges, what privileges do you think you might have? I know that's a big one. I think I I'll actually start since I've asked this, asked this, asked this. <laughs> My accent. Um I think being able to be in New Zealand, um being able to be safe, being able to do what I want to do is a big recognition of my privilege. Mm-hmm. Um I am also um you know studying at a university which a lot of people especially in my community don't get a chance to do so because they end up um in a trade sector so I think that's when I realize I have a privilege because my dad pays for my fee um and that kind of a thing and also the fact when I look at my uh, relatives back in Fiji they are struggling they're still very much struggling um here I here I am you know doing my own show and being able to work being able to go to school I think that's my biggest privilege my whole life I think as a as a privilege and if I if I don't treat it well if I don't 
um, give back to the community that I come from, I believe that I'm misusing my privilege. Um, so yeah, I think my whole life is a privilege for me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Do you want to share? I feel like a lot of migrants can relate to what you said. Yeah. Mm, yes. That's something I relate to as yeah. well, but yeah. I might share that in a way that is a little different. Sure. I feel privileged because I can do the things I am passionate about, mm -hmm. the things I want to do, because I know that there are people back home or even here in New Zealand who don't have the privilege to explore their passions or if mm -hmm. they're um, interested uh, in like a course that they want to like switch, maybe they did like a course and suddenly they don't feel like mm. they're keen to do it anymore, but, they, but uh, there is this big struggle to change the course, so yeah. they end up living their life just studying something that they're not passionate about. Because I started doing anatomy in my first year. Yep. So um, my parents sent me here to New Zealand uh, and paid international fees. So yeah. Like, oh my god! It, it's um, <laughs> it's like five times. Mm. I say seven yes. to be honest. Hmm? Seven times. Seven times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seven. Almost. Yeah. 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 You can say. So I did anatomy, and during my second year, I felt that I didn't really want to do that anymore. Field. Yeah, <laughs> like I was more passionate in like gender, psychology, yeah. culture, social mm. issues. Yeah. Um. So I remember how hard it was to tell my parents that I wanted to change my course. Yeah. It wouldn't affect them financially or anything. It's just, it's just you know, there's this emotional burden. Yeah. Um, this fear of mm. like um. Like wanting your parents to mm. accept who you are, yeah, they're fine with it. I was just scared to let them know, mm. and I'm glad I made that choice. So yep. I changed my major, graduated. Now I'm, I'm like having conversations about social issues, which yeah. is something I might not be able to do if I was doing anatomy. Like yeah, might, but like that's mm. gonna be very time training. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like looking back, like for some students in Malaysia. Once you choose your course at the age of like 18, you have to live with that course for like four years. Mm. Yes. If you want to change your course, you have to like start from the, the scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Start from scratch. Like you have, you might have to do a, like another diploma. Yeah. Uh, you can't transfer credits or anything. So yeah. I guess like universities in New Zealand, it's very flexible because yep. you can still have other papers that's not related to your course. Yeah, some point it. of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm very privileged because I was able to change my passions and not have very, very like significant consequences. Mm. Basically. Wow, wow. Um, with that, I just want to share that I changed my course as well. Um, and again, that's another privilege. That's why I call my life as a privilege. is because I started with first year health science, you know, since I was eight, you know, I've been told that, Renisha, you'll do great at medical. I don't know how people predicted that. Um, but they wanted me to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. But the, it's, it's a common thing, you know. Yeah. Like, like if, even in India, if you are a girl... It's you a doctor. Are, yeah, you are going to be a doctor. That's oh. it. And if you're a boy, you are going to be an engineer. engineer. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> See? Oh, so yeah. So it's an Asian thing, I yeah, believe. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So. so, yeah. You know, since a young age, I was mm. told to be a doctor. And I think at that time, I was watching a... Um, 
soap, like an opera soap that was about medical students. So I probably paid a little bit of attention to that and people thought that I will be a doctor one day, which was fine. You know, I carried that on, you know, that cultural burden on you, you know, in my high school where I could have learned about the history of New Zealand, um, te reo, all these amazing things that I really would have wanted to engage. I was studying science, chemistry, biology and physics, which was fine. You know, you learn something at the end of the day. I came to university at the first year health side. Um, did okay with it, but then I realized I can't see myself working in a lab for 10 hours of a day. You know, I'll get bored. I'm someone who needs to speak to other people. I don't, I avoid doing um, exams of three hours because I can't keep quiet. I need to talk to someone. <laughs> so that's why, you know, I change as like, I'll do a degree that I know I will use with the work that I'm doing currently. So I switched to politics and Pacific Island studies. And what I'm learning now, um, and it's annoying to see only to be the only brown person sitting in that room with all these other amazing students um, representing people of color. I'm like, where are other brown folks? Why are not that studying it? It's because we are burdened to study, you know, systems uh, like um, subjects like medical yes. or um, law or like engineering mm. there's not enough of us in um, let's say in politics where the policy is made where the biggest decisions you know that impact us on a day-to-day level is there's like least amount of interactions done with ethnic communities and that really got to me once I started doing politics and I was like I do want to maybe study medicine I will come back to it if I have to but right now that's not what I need that's definitely not what I need um, so, yeah, I totally resonate with the idea of that. You know, it took a while for me to tell my parents that, hey, I love you and I love that you have that idea of medical for me, but it's just not the right time. It's not the right time. So, yeah, I changed. Um, I changed from Halsai and I'm still, I'm, I'm a second year student. I worked, you know, summer school pre-Christmas just to get on track with my degree so that I'm with mm-hmm. at the pace of other students. But... Yeah, you do realize that you have that privilege. I'm pretty sure back home, not a lot of kids will do that um, because they'll have to start from scratch again. So mm-hmm. you're very, you're very right, and I totally relate to that. Iram, what do you have to say? Hmm. So yes, I have many privileges, which I think, and as both of you, I mean, Arena and you, yeah. uh, talked about university degrees. So that was the same case with me when I was doing my university. That was back in, say, 2011. Mm-hmm. So my 2010 actually so my parents wanted me to do a medical again <laughs> because I was a girl so as I said that in Indian culture it's a general general I mean I'm not saying that all 100% parents are like that but there used to be a phase yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so they wanted me to do um, do my medical I even started doing preparation for the medical exams because in India you have to give a really really tough exam to get into medical but then something unfortunate happened. So I, 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 I had a road accident and just I, yeah. I wow. fractured my leg. So mm. I was on bed. So I said that, okay, I cannot do that because <laughs> I have like, I'm, I'm in pain and, you know, yeah. so I, somehow I got rid of that. So, but yeah, my parents, they had that wish in their heart to do yeah. a medical degree. So I said that, uh, but I was not at all willing to do it. But anyways, uh, just because they were wanting, I started doing it and then, yeah, whatever happened. Then uh, what happened that then then they said that okay fine if you're not going to do a medical degree then you you have to take a technical course yeah that is IT which was having a boom at that time so I was also a bit you know fascinated by it that I was like okay fine even if like 
uh, you end up with a job even yeah. after a bachelor's degree. So I said, okay, let's go for it. So so yeah, I did a uh, bachelor's in IT, and then then after that I got married, and yeah, I moved to very various other places in the world, and I had a, quite a good experiences. But it was only after when I arrived here in New Zealand that I discovered my passion again, and uh, it was to deal with cultural diversity and meeting with people from different cultures and backgrounds and that is where I found that my privilege was and which I was not able to discover all of these years due to one or the other reason whatever that's okay so so yeah that is my privilege of being here so that I feel that uh, yeah I'm thankful for it and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm doing some work towards it I, I know I'm not doing 100% to it but still I'm trying to and then again uh, talking about the university I'm also looking for doing a course in the University of Otago but but yeah that is uh, I would be an international student so I have to think about that but still yes so I feel privileged in that the second thing which I feel privileged is like the entire world other than New Zealand is uh, you know in the pandemic and COVID-19 and especially when I talk to my family back in India we feel a bit sad and depressed because they're not able to go outside and if I you know if I post a f- picture on a Facebook or even on WhatsApp and they're they like hey can you go outside I said I said yes so there that is the moment where I feel that yes I'm a bit privileged yep in comparison to them mm. that they're not allowed to go outside and they are in lockdowns and you know their infection is all over there and so yeah so I think these are the two base main privileges which I think I have Wow. At the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the last question with privilege I do want to touch base is um, what does it look like to move on from holding privilege without guilt to holding it with gratitude? I think that's a very long question. It takes a little bit of time. But because I have kind of answered that question before, I can start again. Okay. Um, you know, I mentioned that I know that I am privileged when I see my community. Um, back home especially still stuck at those um, road restrictions compared to me having a road where I am able to do whatever I mm-hmm. I want to I think giving back to that community by standing up for them um, by using the voice that you're privileged to have to raise their voice is how I um, keep my privilege without guilt but with gratitude um, the work that I do with Shakti, you know, it is about empowering women. It is about empowering our young people, um, no matter what ethnicity, what gender, what what um, religion they belong to. It's about empowering them. Now that I, to some point, have my personal experience with cyberbullying, I know what it means to be at that point. And I was um, privileged to be given opportunities to grow, to become who I am today. Using that privilege, using that opportunity that I'm given to speak for those people who are still suffering, you know, there's so much. We don't have enough, um, how I like to say, brown people um, and the counselors, uh, as counselors. So when I sit with someone that I cannot relate to, I find it really hard to open up. And that's a lot of thing that my peers, you know, students from high school, 
uh, end up calling me at night saying, "Hey, Gigi, hey, sis, um, I can't really talk to my counselor because I don't, I don't relate to them, I don't connect to them." So by advocating for that, you know, I do get to sit on the Needham multi-ethnic council. What I can do there is see what the council can put forward um, with the government or with the local council, and how we can fund or employ more people, more brown people, to be in this spaces. So our ethnic people don't feel as restricted to um, go and get the help that they should. So using my privilege to help others that I have gotten that privilege from is my way of um, holding that privilege without any guilt but gratitude. I yeah. hope I hope that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that is. Can yeah. I share my experience? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I remember there was a time um, when I had Twitter. Yeah. I was on Twitter, and that's how I can connect to like all the Malaysian social issues that mm-hmm. was happening. There was a time when there were a lot of like uh, rape jokes, yeah. uh, threats going on in like schools, yeah. and like it was a it was it went viral. Like um, some there was a schoolgirl who went on TikTok uh, exposing her teacher, saying uh, like really really bad rape jokes and apparently like uh-huh. normalizing it yeah um and then like it was a big thing like even the ministers were talking about it but like no action was made mm. uh when that was happening i was very uh, in tune of the updates you know like i wanted to know okay well, um, what, what's happening now uh, what are people saying about it and there was a time when i felt very drained yeah because i felt like i couldn't do anything because mm. i was in New Zealand people are in Malaysia they're experiencing all this when in New Zealand I feel like um, conversations around like sexual assault and sexual violence are normalized yeah like conversations just mm. conversations um, things uh, problems still happen but yeah. like at least the conversations are not like taboo because mm. for my culture being a Muslim there are certain things, certain words where you can't say because you're a Muslim woman and you have to bring yourself modestly. Yeah. You can't say, mm. you, can't, um, you can't open up things uh, because it might put shame on other people's face, even though they are guilty mm. or even though they might be like victimized. Yep. Um, so yeah, I had this, this feeling where I felt really depressed in a way because I couldn't do anything. But then I feel like, yeah, uh, what you said that you know you re- reevaluate your privilege mm. and using it for the better good. Yeah, I started using Instagram. Um, you know those ask boxes. So yeah. I asked like, is there anything people want to share? Mm. So people were sharing things, and I put it out there because I know that I do have a good following on Instagram mm. and just making them feel heard is mm-hmm. something I could do. Yeah. And that's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I couldn't change the policies or make ministers wake up from like Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> or change uh, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like change how people see Muslim women. Yeah. Well, I can't, mm. can't just physically do that myself, but what I can do is empower empowering these women who need a space to share yeah. their stories. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think sometimes just uh, holding space for someone to vent, to speak, to share, 
to experience can be so powerful to see yeah. what they do next. Um, and that's what we're doing right now. I'm hosting yeah, yes. this space for us. Um, <laughs> doing a little bit of promotion there. Um, I think we got a little bit heavy, so kind of like trying to joke. Please laugh at my joke. <laughs> Iram, would you like to share? Um, so... Um, the Would question you? is, what does it look like to move from holding privilege with guilt to holding it with gratitude? gratitude. Yes. Uh, truly speaking, I cannot remember or recall any incident. Mm. Uh, let me think about it. I mean, if you don't have any, that's mm-hmm. fair enough. Okay. Um, maybe we can take a holistic approach. Like, what would you want it to be look li- looking like? Or s- uh, so... Uh, uh, talking about that, yeah. what I would say, or what, um, in my opinion, um, we do have guilt at certain times, mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe I could relate it with uh, this COVID thing, yeah. because uh, <clears throat> when my family was asking me that, hey, you are going outside, and you are having fun, you are, you are enjoying yourself. Yeah. So, yes, I would say I had a little bit of guilt inside me, yeah, that, that, yeah. uh, that my family is not able to enjoy that much. Mm. The to in comparison to what I'm doing here in New Zealand, and mm. like I'm going to, I'm going outside. My 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 son is going to his daycare. Mm. My husband is going to for his work, which is not the uh, not the normalcy in India. Mm. But with time, I realized that it's okay. I mean, this is for me, and this is and that is for them. So that is how you know uh, that is that I would say that uh, I moved on from holding it with in uh, with guilt mm. to. Accepting it with a gratitude that yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm here. Mm. That's okay. I'm here, and I I shouldn't be feeling guilt, guilty about mm. it that I'm here and they are not here. Yeah, so. I think with the idea of privilege and with the idea mm. of guilt, sometimes the guilt is not necessarily, um, like how do I explain it? It shouldn't be right or wrong. It's more of like we are intergenerationally domesticated or we are growing up in a way that we are made to feel Hmm. guilt to host privilege when our people are suffering Um, maybe yeah yeah yeah. maybe it could be subconsciously the same thing yeah and i don't think so you should feel guilty Mm. yeah personally um but i think because the way we grow up you know it's about collective if one's sad the others the all that everyone else is sad as well so i think because of that we sometimes have the subconscious guilt which i don't think should be there but i do think and i hope you did enjoy your um, absolutely that's what i'm trying to do yeah yeah awesome awesome Awesome. That was an interesting perspective, I think. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. So moving on to our societal um, question or societal level question, which is about integrating cohesion. Um, so it's basically about how we want an ideal Aotearoa or how do we want ideal New Zealand to look like. But the question can vary depending on um, the, the topic or which direction we're going. So we started off with talking about you know how do we feel when you hear someone else speaking another language how do you appreciate it or struggle with it um and then we went to talk about what is privilege now the question that i have for us is what kind of person do you want to be um and with that said i just want to acknowledge that both of you are doing incredible work um iram with the chai and chat i think you're a very powerful woman in your own capacity and then, Arena, you host space for other young people, other um, people of color, you know, on your um, 
as in your role as a youth coordinator, um, I think that's very powerful as well. So with keeping that in mind, and I think that you already are amazing individuals, what kind of person <laughs> do you want to be? Yeah, um, I'll let you think about it a little bit, um, and I'm just going to get into the sub-questions. So the first one is talking about what are the good things about you that you can celebrate? I kind of did for you, <laughs> but I want you to own it up. I want you to talk about the good things that you have done and tell me so I can celebrate it with you. <laughs> hmm. Do you want to start, Ira? I'm thinking still. <laughs> Maybe I'll start. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, I am very reflective. Nice. I like that about me. Yeah. Like, sometimes in bed, I think about 15-year-old me. Mm. I think about 13-year-old me. And I oh. I don't know, my brain has this capacity to, like, folder those ages mm-hmm. and the things I learned during those age. That's very interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, you know, what used to happen was that I would think about embarrassing or like things I hate about being a 13 year old so many things I used to hate looking at my 13 year old self like photos like what are you doing I felt (laughs) so angry at her and that's the thing Um, there's a thing called healing your inner child Um, so I practice that I used to hate looking at her but now if I look at her I think about like how with like pride and like mm. I'm so proud of the things she has done yeah. for me now yeah. um yes so I'm very reflective and I'm yeah. very proud of that because it helps me to be the person who I am today because you know how you grow every day mm. I think about that a lot yeah like if I make a mistake today I would say that tomorrow's a new day and I'm not going to repeat that because I am one day older mm. and I think that is something I'm I celebrate a lot like even on my Instagram my Insta, yeah. uh, Insta post I would post photos of my younger self and yeah. say that yeah that was me and I've so seen the I've seen the photo of the One Direction yeah. I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so I went to the One Direction party feeling like I was 14 year old again yeah um and I reflected on like thinking, wow, it has been ten years since one since One Direction existed, yeah. and that made me feel like it has been ten years since I grew yeah. up alongside One Direction. I know? think I saw a photo of your room, and I was just like, oh my god, she yeah. is a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, um, in that photo, I had like uh, anime, yeah, uh, Naruto, Sasuke, <laughs> like on it, and like it's pink, yeah, it's really pink. Um, yeah, I was very happy with the way I was that time. Yeah. And I'm still proud of yeah. seeing those photos. It's not embarrassing at all. Mm. Hey, with that said, I want to say, you know, being re- reflective at times takes a lot of courage too, you know, because yes. you're not only reflecting on the good things, like we talk about exactly. One Direction, but yeah. also your embarrassing stories, times where you didn't do the best you wanted to do sometimes when things didn't deliver the way you wanted them to deliver. Um Sorry. But but that's okay. Okay, somebody just botched it in the studio, but that's okay. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, but yeah, I do want to say being reflective is one of those tools that ensures personal growth on um, a very day-to-day basis. Um, so thank you for being reflective. Mm-hmm. Thank you, because, you know, the arena that's sitting in front of me right now is <laughs> another level of amazing. <laughs> um, Erin? Yeah, so I would say one thing about me, which I feel that I'm, I, I'm proud about that mm-hmm. for myself, is... Um, when I see somebody who is, you know, like who wants a little bit of help and uh, I could I could provide that help to him or her. And uh, yeah, that attitude of me makes me feel proud about myself. And that is how I ended up volunteering for different organizations here in Dunedin as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing it for some of the organizations. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, when I... Um, like uh, thinking what I did in during the whole of the day, mm. then I get one thing that I was able to bring a smile on somebody's face, even if it was a single person. Mm. Then, then, like my day is like I yeah. made it made my day. That sort of thing. Yeah, because I remember when once I was you know I was in my volunteer volunteering work and somebody said to me that uh, because um, he had a disability sort of thing and then. He was not able to progress that much. So he, he told me that his friends have moved on yep. and he is still here, mm. stuck here, and he's not able to do anything. So I don't know, but for the next two days, I had that person in my mind. And I was like thinking a lot about him that that what will what is going to happen with him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that I, I if I if I see that if I meet that person again, yeah. then I'm sure that. I would be like, like I don't know how am I go- am, am I going to react, but yeah. but yes, I I, th- I think I'm not able to express <laughs> properly, yeah. but 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 yeah. But those feelings are very valid. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what I mean. Even in Chai and Chat, which I volunteer, so you know, uh, women come and then they sometimes they share their stories with us, and then they sometimes they even start crying sometimes. So so yeah, that makes me makes me like you know. Uh, it encourages me to help more and more people yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I can say that I'm proud about that feeling for me. And I am proud of you for oh, hosting no, this post. No, for, like, Chai and Chat, I remember, I think Lux, um, president of DMEC, was yes. talking to me. He's like, I was struggling a little bit. And yeah. then Iram came along, oh. and then Stella came along, and it yeah. was flourishing. Yes. So, hosting that space mm. and letting people be vulnerable, I think yes. it's very powerful. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that is why, that is what I, as when I, when we talked about privilege, yeah. is that what I discovered here with yeah. me in New Zealand, wow. that I got that. Uh, privilege to discover about myself. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just something in my eyes. Oh. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> you do know that's the classic yeah. Indo- Indian yeah, excuse. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, what is, okay, I'm just going to keep it brief. Um, what is good thing about you that you can celebrate? I think I do well with negative criticism. Um, if someone says that I'm this, 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 um, mm-hmm. not in the most nicest way, I can pick up one or two things that they do mention that I can potentially improve on. Um, with that being said, when people suggest that I can't do something, I am fired up to do that even more, um, wow. and I have that in me, and I do that without burning myself out. I know that I am capable enough, um, but at the same time, 
I'm able to deliver to what people think I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do know that my dad always, because this is something that my dad does as well. So whenever I do that, he he's quite proud of me. And just being able to see my parents proud um, is something that I think I can celebrate. So I do good <laughs> to make my parents a part, and then I celebrate that. So I think that's that's something good about me. Wow. <laughs> that is a really hard skill, though. Yes. Like, um, dealing with criticism and, like... And that also, like, negative criticism. Yeah, like, I know. do want to say, you know, this, this hasn't been... I'm emotionally sensitive. Mm. Um, I'm very sensitive, so... When I came to New Zealand with the bullying that happened, I used to cry myself every day tonight. But what that has taught me is that people look at you, they talk about you because they see something in you. Yes. Um, and you are something. So yes. use that something to yes. prove them wrong. Yes. <laughs> so as simple as that, um, you know, with the work that I do with Shakti, uh, a lot of the time I get backlash from mainstream, um, which means things like, go back home, what are you doing here? Uh, that's kind of a thing. At first, those were quite harsh, um, but those just made me dig deeper into our, um, in my own indigeneity, in my own um, past. I come from Gurmit, you know, I'm colonized, I'm a product of colonization, and that has happened because of a lot of mainstream, you know, that carry the privilege at the moment. So, yeah, I think I'm able to do that. I'm able to take negative criticism and turn into my learning opportunities a lot of the time so that's yeah 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 um <laughs> let's move on <laughs> <I'm good now. laughs> um, what are things you want to grow and develop um i think i can quickly say something about this um i'm quite short-tempered <laughs> i get fired up really quick um and um one thing my dad has taught me is never to be afraid of anything. Um, the only thing you need to be afraid of is the Almighty, um, because it does the um, your karam and your dharam. It takes care mm. of that. Um, but what that allows me to do is not being afraid of anyone is to speak my mind freely anywhere and everywhere I want. And sometimes when somebody challenges me, um, I Again, because I want to prove them wrong, I tend to um, fire up or, um, you know, put a lot of energy into it, into that. So I do want to be able to be at a point where I'm assertive of my own values and beliefs. And I think I'm going towards that. But at the same time, making sure that you're still hosting space for the other person, because as, mm-hmm. as much as they're challenging you, they're also enabling you to grow. Mm-hmm. So I do want to have that capacity to get criticism, um, even 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 though they may be the not not the best, um, but at the same time being able to still host space and never have that feeling of negative towards them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of thoughts. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can say something. Um. And if you don't have anything to say and, you know, if you don't want to share, that's totally, totally fine as well. I do realize that, you know, because these questions are spot on for you, you know, and normally <laughs> what people do is take this home and think about it and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the fun bit about talking about these questions online is, um, or in a short period of time is because it really digs, makes you dig deep. Or Sometimes it's very unconscious. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. The more, because you don't think about it too much, yes, yes. you're talking based on your unconscious. Yeah. And whatever comes to your mind and in that moment. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think that's that's quite interesting, though. You you take a lot from that at times as well. Mm-hmm. That things that you may go back home and think about and then answer, having to mm-hmm. answer it suddenly, mm-hmm. sometimes makes you dig in areas in your brain that you probably wouldn't have touched if you got that opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of a um, that kind of a thing. Um, I think we have five minutes left, so I'm just quickly going to wrap up the questions and I do have something to ask you. Um, Actually, two things. Firstly, how would you rate this episode win? Because I do want the um, listeners to know that um, and I would also want to grow gradually. Um, If it was a three, which means that's okay as well. But if you think it was a five, give me a five um, because I do want to grow with the listeners and see how well we do over time, how much, because I really think I, you know, I was quite panicked. I think Arena was, <laughs> Arena, um, you can't no, see, but, but I was quite panicked. Um, Arena moved around, did the um, technology things for me. <laughs> no, but so, you, were, you, were, you were quite natural. And I mean, if it's your first episode, you are fantastic. Yep. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, anything that you want to share with the viewers about your um, personal stand, what I would want to share with them is, hey, guys, um, I am not the expert in any areas. Um, I hope that you um, appreciate what I have said and I appreciate you listening. But at the same time, please be mindful I'm not an expert. So that kind of a thing. Um, do you have anything that you want to maybe say? Yeah. I think I really appreciate the individual experiences being shared here, yeah. which is relates to what you said that, you know, you can't add us for experiencing yeah. what we experience because this is our experience. Yeah. Right? Um, so valid as well. It's so valid. Yeah. Um, and I'm really thankful for you for bringing this space. Yeah. Yes. I'm really yeah. glad that this exactly. is a new show yeah. for youth uh, and people who identify as youth yes. to talk about. Like issues, yeah. Like, Just um, have a big old yarn, you know. Yeah. 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 Thank you for coming in. You know, <laughs> Iram, anything? Yeah. So I just have a small request that I would like to say to everybody out there that uh, please don't be judgmental, and uh, uh, we are already living in a community in a society which is. Um, which is so so um uh i mean you know encouraging everybody from 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 whatever culture whatever background you are so if you see somebody who is not behaving the way he or she should be then just give a little bit of benefit of doubt to them that maybe there they might have been a story behind them mm. which which is which is um, you know um sorry I, i'm not getting that word maybe maybe uh which is not the same as you. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's, yeah. It, it's different. And yeah. you and just love to embrace the cultural diversity and, yeah. you know, just yeah. go ahead with it, people. So, yeah. yeah. And we really appreciate our peop- our listeners um, yes. giving a giving a chance to us by yes. hearing our stories. Yes. Yes. Um, one last thing. Any quotes you may have for our viewers? I love quotes. So hit me with a cheesy <laughs> one or like a anyone. <laughs> I... I use my notes app, no, no, my reminder apps as like my home screen. Yeah. I would read like mindsets. Yeah. Every day. And the current one I'm sitting on is be who you needed to be when you were young. Mm. That's so incredible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this, um, I, I got that from Rupi Kao's um, TED yep. Talk. Yep. It was about like, she she's like sitting down and she goes inside her body 
finds her five-year-old self, ten-year-old self, and fifteen-year-old self. Yeah. Uh, and tells them that don't be scared. You belong in this body. Wow, that's so beautiful. You. Wow. Like, you know, so the, sometimes you react to problems in a way that is like yes. your younger self. Yes. And they're scared. Yes. That's why they're reacting. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. So it's just like being kind to yourself and just. If anything happens, just holding your younger self's hands and like walk through the life together. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, Europe, do you have anything? I don't think so. I have anything. That's totally fine. And <laughs> that's why we're here. So thank yeah. you so much, everyone, um, giving us a listen. The question that we explored today was, um, how do you feel when you hear people speaking another language? And then we moved on to talk about what is privilege. Um, and then we finished off with what kind of person do you want to be? We were joined by beautiful ladies Iram and um, Arena today. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, almighty thanks to um, Otago Access Radio as well as um, our beautiful, beautiful mosaic card um, provider, Aratai Ohe. Thank you so much, guys, for giving us a listen. I hope you um, stay well till next time. Thank you. You were listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha at Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.